0: This is episode number 31, Step into Bravery, with Brooke O'Neill. Welcome. My name is Ola Glohith, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of adoptees and foster youth who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you, help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before I introduce today's guest, I'd like to make a brief announcement and invite all of our listeners to our upcoming seminar on June 23rd in Austin, Texas. A seminar where you'll have a chance to connect with hundreds of people who are going through a similar transformation that you are. A seminar where you'll hear from speakers from all over the country, including Jim Bricker, Ann Heffrin, Leslie Johnson, Adele Harris, Joshua Banks, Peter Stropel, and myself included. For more information, please go to overcomingodds forward slash hearme now. Now, let's get back to our guest. Voiceless. She said, I grew up in an environment where I wasn't necessarily allowed to be myself or wasn't able to grow into who I truly was. Many, if not most of us, have times like these in our lives. Without further ado, please welcome Brooke O'Neill. Brooke, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a a pleasure.
0: Thank you. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like to start off with a question. What brings you the most joy in life?
1: What brings me the most joy in life? Um, this is a hard question because there's a lot of things that bring me happiness and joy. Um, like the little things of being around little babies. I just think they're so <laughs> cute in kids. Um, but something that brings me more of a deeper joy is being able to help others um, grow into themselves and be able to see them just become who they are. Um, And I think why that brings me so much joy is I struggled with that for a really long time. Uh, I grew up in an environment where I wasn't necessarily allowed to be myself or wasn't able to grow into who I truly was. Mm -hmm. And when I was able to go through the process of learning who I was and coming into my being and growing in my self-confidence, I started to love myself and feel more joy in who I was. And to be able to help others to do that makes me just so happy because I know what it feels like Uh to go from A to B and be a person who once felt victim of their past and now has become a victor of their past. And I think that's super huge for anyone that is Mm -hmm. able to become a victor. And it just brings me a lot of joy to be able to see other people step into that on their own.
0: And what what is that process, if you could briefly take us through it, as far as what type of questions did you ask yourself? What did you do to Mm -hmm. really help discover the parts that you were, I guess, missing within your life, and then step into that larger picture of finding the courage to not only feel comfortable with your story, but Mm -hmm. being able to share with other people and empower others along the way?
1: Sure. Yeah, I think it's been a lifelong process. Like I mentioned, I grew up in an environment where it wasn't that wasn't really nurtured or fostered was, this is who you are. It was, this is who you are, even if it's not you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I finally found the courage to tell my story a few years ago. And I was at a family funeral. My adopted dad came up to me and was trying to confront me about why our relationship isn't great. And it was just not an appropriate time. But growing up, I would have sat there and been silent and just kind of, Taking the words in and, you know, don't speak your mind. But this time there's something different where I was able to speak and able to say, actually, I'm a, I'm a whole person and I am I have a good support system and a good family and friends apart from what has happened. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sparked something in me where I was like, whoa, I, I spoke up. I have a voice. And after that, I started to really just come into myself I started writing my blog Step Into Bravery as my own process of this is my story and this is how I'm healing through it and no intention of anything besides I don't want to be quiet anymore and I want to heal and grow and throughout that journey I've become me mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of better word just me and I've become the person who was always in there but wasn't allowed to be out and free and throughout this journey of writing and sharing and I've been able to see other people do the same thing where they've been like oh your story helped me realize this about myself or I could relate to it in this way and it's just it's so cool to see people grow and so it's a journey and it's a a process of learning joy and learning courage and sharing your story and I have a long way to go still, but Mm -hmm. I've started (laughs) step by step. Yes. (laughs) I couldn't
0: agree with you more. I think for me, one of the things that I've learned along the way as far as courage to share your story is that the more you do it, the more things you figure out about the story that you didn't know before. Exactly. Every single interaction you have along the way, whether that's with people who are like ourselves, who may be connected to one another through this experience of adoption, Mm -hmm. or other people who may not be related at all. And that Mm -hmm. is you'll get asked questions along the way that you never really thought of before. Oh, the more and more I shared my story, I can't tell you the number of themes and things like that, I that I came along the way, which I wouldn't have figured out if I start sharing with other people.
1: Yes, yep. And along with that, like just being able to kind of have this camaraderie with other people of sometimes when you're adopted, you feel like you're super alone, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. kind of a underlying theme of adoption world. Um, But when you can connect with other people and be like, Oh, this happened to you, or you have this kind of relationship with so-and-so and you struggle with this, it's, it's almost encouraging and healing in itself. That although these things aren't necessarily awesome we can be in a community with each other and know that we're not alone and we're able to grow and heal as a, as a group of people that have Mm -hmm. been through a B or Z. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you have any advice for people who are just beginning this journey?
1: Um, I would say from my own experience, when I started this journey, it's to know, and you have to tell yourself this, a million times a day, that you're not alone, and that people support you. Uh, When I started kind of owning my story and sharing it, I felt alone, I felt like I'm the only one who's ever been through this, or I'm the only one who struggles with this, no one supports me. And then I, you know, would sit down and talk with a friend or aunt or uncle would reach out or a cousin or whoever it may be and be like, I'm proud of you for telling your story. And And those little things, just like a simple text message or a phone call or going out to coffee, really, I held on to those things and they helped me keep going. And Mm -hmm. if you can find people to support you, which they are out there, uh, it really helps you be able to be like, okay, I can do this. And it's not impossible and (laughs) I'm not alone. And someone else has been through something similar where they can understand how I feel.
0: Amazing. What were you most afraid of when it came to sharing your story? Uh,
1: I think I still struggle with this a little bit, but I don't want to say anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was adopted at four. And so for my first four years of life, obviously, I wasn't in my adopted family. And so I don't necessarily remember all the details. Right. I mean, you're a kid like a toddler. You're not going right. to remember everything but I've heard about my story throughout the years. So as I write, I'm like, Oh, I want to get all my facts straight. and want to make sure I'm not messing up and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but then I have to remind myself, one, this is my truth that I'm sharing two, I have talked to people about it. And yeah, some people have different stories, but in general, I, I know what happened or know what is happening. And three, You just have to say you're just it's about you telling your story and being able to grow and heal from it. So it's Mm -hmm. not about what this person is going to think or what this person is going to say, because it's about you owning it and healing and processing your own story because Mm -hmm. it's your own.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. That's one of the things I've noticed along the way is that as I'm putting together a lot of the works on my end. um, One of the things that we just did is actually... uh, interview with a local newspaper here that was promoting the organization at our upcoming event Mm -hmm. in a couple weeks and I've learned that there's there's so much that I do know but there are also some things that I couldn't pinpoint as far as the exact date or age or rather just a ballpark figure right and I just know that from something like that I did I had the same thoughts of well I want to get this right because right. there are still people that um connected to me that may know when when those things happen exactly, mm-hmm. and you just never know if that's going to offend them, but at the mm-hmm. same time, what I learned through that is that at the end of the day, it is your truth, it is yep. your story, and it's your perspective
1: exactly and
0: if you think it, and we live at it, I, I mean our lives, we can only see through one lens. Right. So my lens is going to be entirely different from yours, even though yep. we could be looking at the same exact object or situation. Yeah. And so the way I process things is going to be entirely different from the way my sister and aunts and uncles and things like, and people like that mm-hmm. processed it. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think you just have to just like you said, own your story and understand that your story is your own, your own perspective and, that's the perspective that you choose to live with at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Could not agree more.
0: (laughs) I want to dive into today's topic, and that is part of a theme that we've been having called Path to Resilience. And the question I have for you is, in your eyes, what does it mean to be resilient?
1: So, resilience for me, and I kind of, when I was thinking about this, I was kind of equating it or having some similarities with what my blog theme is, which is step into bravery and it's Mm -hmm. bravery for you is going to look different than it is for me. So I feel that's like the same thing for resiliency, like something that is difficult for you to get through may not be difficult for me or vice versa. Um, But I think resiliency is being able to look at those hard things whether we're going to go through something hard or whether we have been through something hard and being able to speak truth into it mm-hmm. and being able to get through it and not letting an event or a happening ruin us, but taking it, learning from it and growing from it and becoming stronger from it. Um, and it, like I said, I think it differs for everyone mm-hmm. what it may be but it's the underlying theme of whatever happens whether it was intentional or not that we're able to speak the truth and heal and and move on and and yeah there's going to be parts of events that affected us like adoption will always affect right. us and be a part of our lives but we can choose to let an event that happened completely ruin who we are and you know walk around with our head hanging down or say, yep, here's my scars, but this is what I've learned, and this is what I can do, and I'm a strong person, and I can help others be strong as well.
0: When did that change for you as far as when did you start thinking in terms of it's not the events that define you, but it's your decisions? Was there a pivotal point in your life where that made a lot of sense, and that's how you started to think? Or did you Mm -hmm. think like this way? did you think this way all the way along the way?
1: I definitely have not thought like this all the time, but I think, and I don't think there's a pivotal moment that I can think of, but I, I want to say when I started high school, I started to realize things were, were different with my family than they were in other families, friends, families, social groups, whatever. And I started to think, you know, this isn't right or, something's not matching up. Like it just, I I started to get this feeling of, okay, I'm not, I'm not, uh, for lack of, I don't know what I'm saying, (laughs) for like lack of a better word, I just, I, uh, just didn't feel like I belonged with my family and things were not normal. And I was, I kind of started to step out on my own at that point. Mm -hmm. And, process and think okay I see this in this family and I see this in this family and what's normal what's not okay what's okay um, and just starting to walk in that journey and walk in those steps and really think of my own I mean it was it was a journey of being independent and having my own thought process that I started to realize like whoa like this stuff isn't this stuff happened to me that wasn't necessarily awesome are supposed to happen and and how I can take those things and grow from them or I could sit there and be like yeah woe is me but I chose I chose the other way but it's it's a it's a process like I I don't think I had a one moment where I was like from now on I'm gonna be victor over victim I mean it's a constant battle with day by day or week by week and depending on situation or writing my story and learning something about myself that hits hard or triggers something like I can choose to either, like I've said, become victim or victor to it.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned something interesting, a uh, point that a lot of our guests have actually shared on, on this particular podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, belonging sense yes. of belonging, really. Yes. And in your case, the question I have is why did you feel like you didn't belong And then the second part is how did you break through that?
1: Um, I feel like I've always struggled with belonging when I came into my family at four, I had the first four years didn't have a a ton of stability. So just in my growing up, it was kind of like intertwined with my being of you don't belong here. And as soon as you feel like you're going to belong, you're going to be somewhere else. Uh, but it was just, I always felt like I didn't quite fit in and I knew there was the adoption aspect and my parents were super open about it. And like we, they answered all the questions and I had letters from my birth mom. So it wasn't like a a thing we never talked about, Mm -hmm. but there was an aspect of me where I was like, my personality doesn't match up with my parents. And I feel like I have to be this way in order to belong. Um,
0: And were were a lot of these your assumptions along the way of how you had to be, or were there actually things that were discussed by your parents as far as, okay, this is how we want you to behave, this is how we want you to do certain things?
1: Yeah, I think it's a mix of both. I think more so at my home life, it was, this is what we want you to be like. And then it kind of spanned out into friend groups and Mm -hmm. I felt like, well, I have to be, I have to like this because my friends like this and they're only going to like me or I can only belong if I, if I act or say or do what they're doing. Um, So I think it was a mix for me, but it was realizing the truth that I belong no matter what, because I am who I am.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, That's, and that's still something that I deal with. I mean, there's I still have friends where I feel like oh do I belong and they they tell me like we love you for who you are and just be yourself and I've like you said a lot of adoptees say that where it, it's a struggle of belonging kind of their whole lives but the more that we can tell ourselves the truth of we do belong no matter what uh, the more that that nagging of oh, I don't belong anywhere and I'm alone and wandering this life by myself, uh, the more those feelings will die down, the more that we can spread truth and speak mm-hmm. truth to the lie of, that you don't belong.
0: Absolutely. I want to jump in into your work a little bit, and that is step into bravery. I know you discussed yeah. it briefly um, before, but could you tell us a little bit about why that started and the mm-hmm. direction that it's heading?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I started it a few years back just honestly just had the intentions of writing my story out. Uh, I wanted to process and I've always been someone who likes to write. So I'm like, okay, if I write this down, like my words are out there and I have to deal with them instead of shoving them in a compartment in my brain somewhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all probably so good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just a process of writing that down. And I didn't expect anything out of it, but then people started contacting me through it and or reading it and friends and family or whatever would say like, wow, you have a unique story or you wrote about this event and I didn't know that happened, but you helped me own my own story. Or you talked about anxiety, which I super struggle with and it it somehow puts a voice to this thing that." this person was struggling with and didn't have words for mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they feel like, okay, wow, I, one, I'm not alone and B, this is how I've been feeling and I just didn't know what to say. Um, so it's kind of evolved into this, this, I'm still telling my story, but it's involved into this uh, movement of people being able to step into their own bravery and, and start to acknowledge their own stories and their own, their own things that they're going through and knowing Mm -hmm. that they're not alone. There's a community out there and there's people that love them. And in turn, that all turns into people becoming themselves and being stronger and, and, and whole people.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that model because there's a professor. His name is Marshall Gans. I I don't know if you've had a chance to um, check out some of his work yet, but, He teaches based on the model. It's a three-principle model, and it starts off with the self, Mm -hmm. and it moves into the us, and then it moves into Mm -hmm. the now. It's very similar to what we've been following as far as creating the structure for overcoming odds, and that is before you can do anything, at at least based on my um, experience, before you can become anything you want to be, you first have to understand the the things that you currently are and the things in, in your past. And so once you, I think, take ownership, like you said, of your self-narrative, then Mm -hmm. you're able to step into the us, which is the community aspect, and Mm -hmm. actually heal other people on the way. So it sounds like one of the things you've done is you took ownership of your story, Mm -hmm. and then you stepped into the us, and then you've allowed the now by opening up to other people and Mm -hmm. having them um, do the same thing, go through the same exact journey and then yeah. I think the cool part that you've done throughout all this is that you've literally documented step by step <laughs> you know yeah. you said the, these are the topics these are the themes i've explored this these are the takeaways that i gained through each one which i think mm-hmm. that's also an important aspect of all of this is to be able to recognize the takeaways within the adversities that we face and yeah. not view those as just well it happened it it's a bad thing. It's more so. It's it's always a learning lesson,
1: right? And that always. I think that's
0: that's yeah. what life is at its core. It's it's supposed to teach us. And what I'm learning is that when you want to become a certain level, or when you want to elevate from one level to another, mm-hmm. it always requires a different personality than you were the day before or the sure. week before. Yeah. And so you you may think you have certain skills game through that. Mm-hmm. But really, it, it's going to require a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. So with something like with what you're doing, I think that's very important to have an open space to mm-hmm. have people who don't judge and are just accepting one yeah. another for their for their experience and helping them validate that their, their experience matters.
1: Yes, yeah, the your validation pieces. Is- I think so important with we all want to feel validated with what we've been through and how we feel. And so I've noticed a lot of that in writing and, and just sharing my story with other people as they feel validated with just being who they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Final thought for today's episode. And that is when the odds are completely against you, what are Mm -hmm. some core fundamental principles that you always refer to?
1: Uh, when the odds are all against you, core principles, you have to learn how to love yourself and be confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you do not love yourself, then all those odds and all those things that are against you are going to dictate who you think you are. Um, so I think that's to the the core of all of it is learning to love yourself and be okay with who you are. And then when things do happen, you for sure will be rocked and things might get tough. But deep down, you know that you are loved and that you are important and that you matter.
0: Huh. What kind of impact would you say that mindset has had on you as a being? Because I know that for me, one of the things I can relate to is that when I started to accept that fact and mm-hmm. the fact that I am who I am and there's nothing I can do about it, I became a lot less uh, judgmental, is one example, is I I, st- I stopped comparing myself to mm-hmm. other people, to other people's milestones and progress mm-hmm. um, and likes and all that stuff, which I think, to some extent, in my eyes, it, it really doesn't make sense because then at the end of the day, I'm always competing against my past self so today yeah. I'm competing against who I was yesterday yes in order to create who I want to be
1: yes, I love that I love that yeah way when we compare ourselves to other people it you're never going to measure up because there's always someone doing something that is not not better than you but there's there's always going to be someone that's doing something that you're like, oh I wish I could do that or mm-hmm they did this better than me. And if you live in that mentality, you're just going to be stuck in this cycle of never feeling good enough and things are going to get you down more. Whereas like you said, if you, if you stop comparing and you believe in who you are and say, I am who I am, (laughs) you know, (laughs) this is my name, this is who I am. And you own that, then you can do amazing things.
0: That's amazing. Well, Brooke, thank you so much. Thank you for being on this show and thank you for being such a wonderful guest.
1: Well, thank you for having me and thank you for all that you do.
0: Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our weekly newsletter so you can receive all of our latest episodes, featured stand up and speak up stories, and ways you can be involved. With overcoming odds. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.